Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on, everybody? This is Gordon, and welcome to the Permafit Podcast. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things related to permanent transformation. That's right. Weight loss, body fat loss, body composition, body overhaul, achieving vitality, right? Doing all of those things, but doing it in a way that is going to actually last. Sustainable results, something you can have for 10, 20, 30 plus years. Okay, and this comes off the pack of doing things right, not doing things that are hot necessarily at the moment, not trying to do any quick fix kind of stuff, uh, definitely not trying to like skirt the, the real strategy to really get results, okay? We're all about the opposite of Band-Aid solutions. This is about permanence. And how you achieve permanence, again, is by doing things right, okay? Understanding nutrition, understanding how training really works, understanding what's really gonna help your body get from where you're at now to where you want it to be, okay? Uh, not just, again, not just quick fix kind of stuff, right? So super pumped today. What we're gonna be talking about is a very, very popular approach to weight loss, super popular. And I did a podcast on this back in, I believe, 2019, so it's been a couple of years. And while my stance has not really changed on this in, in the past couple of years, um, I do have some different perspectives, okay, but the, the principles have have stayed the same, and they're not going to change. Uh, so let's let's dive in, right? And and the the thing is that we're talking about today is is intermittent fasting, okay? Now, if you are someone who is struggling with your weight, if weight loss has been an issue for you for any amount of time then chances are you have taken to the internet to try to find a solution that's gonna work for you. And that might be Facebook, that might be Instagram, that might be Google, that might be YouTube, might be TikTok maybe, I don't know. People use TikTok for weight loss stuff, I don't know. So somewhere on the internet, you've looked around to try to find weight loss. Now you might have searched for diets, you might have searched for strategies you might have searched for eating routines you might have searched for what to eat and then how to eat and when to eat and why you might have cut out certain things just because you thought it was a good idea right we call that conventional wisdom you just kind of take things that you believe to be true because you have always been told that or you for whatever reason have always believed that and you've applied that, okay? You started doing these things. So through that process, going to the internet, finding and gathering information, you have now developed some kind of approach that you're going to follow, all right? And one of those approaches is probably has, if not, it would definitely be if you were to spend some time on the internet searching around, one of those approaches is intermittent fasting. It's super popular, all right? It's just as popular as keto at this point. And people typically look at these 
as being a, a miracle solution to weight loss, a, a, a rapid solution to weight loss and, and kind of like God's gift to body transformation is in intermittent fasting or in keto, right? Um, the, these two diet, the reason I'm going to use those and compare them to each other throughout this episode is because they actually are comparable in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of reasons why they are so hyped up together. All right. Uh, so if you hear me compare them, that's why, um, even though intermittent fasting and keto have literally nothing to do with each other and they're quite different. Um, they actually, the effect at the end is the same and the mentality that is needed to go into it is this, is the same. Uh, the mentality to maintain it, however, is different and we'll, we'll kind of unpack that a little bit. Okay. So, so let's, let's start off intermittent fasting. The most important question is what the hell is it? What is intermittent fasting? The name implies something, but let's kind of break it down. Right? So Let's start with the, the second word first, fasting, okay, fasting. So if you're not sure what fasting is, that's okay. A lot of you probably do know, but fasting is basically going without eating, right? Now fasting, there's a lot of reasons why people fast, okay? You have to fast before, for medical reasons, you have to fast before you get blood work done. I know that when I go get blood work done by my doctor, um, a lot of times he'll tell me, Hey, you got to fast for 12 hours before you get this blood work done. We don't want to skew the results. We don't want to skew the data. Cool. Right. I mean, that, all, all that means is they don't want my blood sugar to be affected by whatever I ate. <laughs> they don't want, um, you know, anything, anything triglyceride measurement. They don't want any of that stuff to be skewed by what I ate. In fact, if you want to give your doctor a, a, a scare, I don't do this. Okay. Don't do this. But if you did, if you wanted to, um, you could like go have a big Mac or something an hour before you get blood work done, right? Your vitals and your, your blood work is going to make it look like basically you're on death's door, right? Uh, seriously, it's, it's, it's crazy how much eating something that's like super high in fat and has, uh, the, all the, the carbs, the starchy carbs to, to, to spike your metabol uh, to spike your, your insulin, uh, to ridiculous levels, how much that can affect, um, your, your vitals and your blood pressure and your, or your blood, um, your, your like your glucose levels and, and, and the results of, of drawing blood. So anyways, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but that's just a little side thing. Uh, that's why they have you fast, right? Cause food skews those things. So, so why do we fast again? One medical, right? That's just one reason, medical reasons. Another one is religious cultural reasons, right? I know a lot of people who, and I'm, I'm, I had, I grew up essentially a Catholic. Okay. And there was, there was uh, fasting as part of our, as part of our routine every year. Um, I'm trying to remember now, obviously I don't practice that part of it anymore. I'm not going to get into religious stuff here on this podcast too much, but I think it was Ash when I think it was uh Lent, one of the Lent days, one of the days in Lent, uh, you had to fast. Um, and then whatever. So I know there's that, right? A lot of people that we work with are Jewish and they have to fast for certain periods of time, right? Certain times throughout the year. And 
obviously there's other religions obviously there's other cultural things going on where people have to fast okay that's just one thing and that's that's obviously spiritual it has nothing to do with fitness it has nothing to do with weight loss people just have they have beliefs and they practice certain things that are in alignment with those beliefs okay but when it comes to to weight loss that's the the other reason that people fast is weight loss weight loss and body transformation and people do this a billion different ways, okay? Uh, tied into weight loss, but not necessarily the, the same is wellness, deto- like detoxes. And a lot of times people will, they'll fast to try to detox their system. All right, they'll fast to try to detox the system. I typically hear this and see this a lot around January, like around January 1st when people wanna, they wanna like reset a little bit. Uh, they're coming off a, a December of just a November and December of just like basically all out binging. Okay. A lot of people can relate to that. I know they can because I see it every single year and I've been in this game a long time and typically right around Christmas time, maybe mid December at the latest people start going crazy with food. They just, they, they drop all of their, their guards and they drop all of their, <laughs> all of their, um, I don't know. I they're like strategic decision making. They're intelligent decision making around this. It goes away. It goes out the window, and people just kind of do what they want to do. Nothing wrong with that, uh, but they let it go too far, and therefore they get into January and they need to do something in their mind. They need to do something kind of extreme, and they take to fasting. And I've seen people do like 24, 48, 72 hour fasts to try to like reset their body or detox their body or whatever and and basically start over so those are just a a few reasons those are typically what you're going to hear when you find out that someone's doing any kind of fasting is those things so within weight loss there's this relatively new approach called intermittent fasting and intermittent fasting is doing the same thing it's going without eating and it's going without consuming calories but it's doing it for a smaller period of time every single day okay every single day that's the intent the intent is to be every single day and so a smaller period of time well that might be uh eight hours that might be 10 hours that might be 12 hours that might be 16 hours the number is going to be a little bit different depending on the person and their goal and who they're listening to and what's going to work best for their lifestyle and there's a million different reasons so if you go look up intermittent fasting right now, one of the things that you're going to find is, and this is typically what like the, the message that a lot of like doctors use and a lot of, I don't even know. I don't like this term, but like wellness experts, I guess you'd call them. Uh, they will look at intermittent fasting and they will give you these like very, very, very deep reasons as to why it causes weight loss. Uh, like your hormones become rebalanced and your testosterone, uh, even if you're a female, your testosterone levels rise, which promotes fat loss. Okay. Now, obviously men have more testosterone than women, but we both, both genders have testosterone. Okay. Uh, it, that's the reason you have muscle mass. That's the reason that you have metabolic performance in the first place and athleticism in the first place. Anyways, by fasting, you'll hear, you'll read things like when you fast, the longer you go, 
the more your hormones become baselined or balanced, the more that your testosterone levels will will rise and give you the ability to burn more body fat. Uh, your your mood will continuously and progressively improve. Uh, you'll have uh, certain levels of of your thermogenesis in your body, like your metabolic performance, increase just by having no food in your system. Uh, there's a lot of things like your your libido changes. There's a lot of w- weird little things that that a lot of wellness experts like to talk about as being like these super benefits of fasting. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now that while some of that may be true, like scientifically, some of it may actually be true. Your hormones may actually change a little bit if you're not eating food. Your testosterone may change a little bit if you're not eating food. Your cognitive performance may change a little bit if you're not eating food. All those things may, may, right? They might, underline, underline, asterisk, they might be true to an extent. But if any of that stuff is true, I can tell you from experience, it's so insignificant and inconsequential that it really has nothing to do with why that fasting may be working for you. Okay. That's, that's, that is the truth. And I'm going to break down exactly why. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't like to hear that. They like to believe that intermittent fasting has some magical power to it or some, some super hidden benefit that no one seems to understand except for them. Uh, but it's just not true. It's just, it's just not true guys. All right. When it comes to weight loss, when it comes to body transformation, when it comes to composition change, right? Getting that lean toned look and looking in the mirror and seeing muscle definition and, um, shedding pant size after pant size after pant size, and just always going down and down and down until you get to the, to to the size and the shape that you want to be. None of that stuff is going to be directly contributed to just because you were intermittent fasting. Like your hormones don't change and turn your body into a super performance machine just because you fasted for 12 hours a day. Okay. It's just not, just not the case. All right. So let's talk about why intermittent fasting might work for you. Because actually I don't hate intermittent fasting. I use it sometimes. I like it. And I tell all my clients this too. I like it. I do. Um, But before you can understand like what, the different intermittent fasting windows are and why they may or may not work for you. You got to understand why body fat is on your frame to begin with and how to get rid of it to begin with. Okay. So body fat is very simple. It's seriously, there's like nothing on the planet that's simpler than this. Okay. Now when you strategically, yeah, things might get a little bit more complicated, but understanding body fat is very simple. Okay. Your body burns calories every day plain and simple. Your body burns calories every every day. Everyone listening to this has heard the word calories. You may not necessarily know how they work or what they are. That's fine, but you've heard the word calories. So a calorie is just a unit of energy and every piece of food that you put in your body has a unit of energy associated with it. Okay. A, an almond has a certain number of calories. It means it takes your body a certain amount of time and a certain amount of effort to burn that almond. It's going to stay in your body for X amount of time. 
right? Every single piece of bread, every single piece of cheese, every single ounce of, of meat, whatever you put in your body for food is going to have calories associated with it. Okay. And those calories, again, they just dictate how much your body is going to have to work to get rid of that. Right now it's a, it's a delicate balance because we also need calories to operate. Your body needs it. Think of calories as gasoline right now. If you put too much gasoline in a car, what happens? It starts spilling all over the place, right? It can only take so much, right? Now the body is a little bit different, right? We don't have a, uh, we don't have a, a gas tank. We don't have a, a food tank. We kind of do. It's our belly, I guess, but you know, you can pretty much continuously shovel it in. <laughs> All right. And, uh, at some point, yeah, you might get sick, but like, you'd have to really work to do that. But you know, you could really eat like every hour if you wanted to, and your body would tip most people, your body would be able to keep up with digesting that. Right. But what would happen is you'd have so many calories coming in and your body's just not using it. It's just not using it fast enough. So what happens is it gets stored as fat. That's very, it's a very simple system. You put, you put calories in and you put in too many, your body will store it as fat. Okay. That's how you be, that's how, that's how we build body fat on our frame. That's how we build visceral body fat, which is that nasty stuff that's inside our body. That's like growing around our organs and really affecting our our arterial health and our, our true, like our true health. Okay. Our true health, like organ health, organ function, stuff like that. Um, blood pressure, heart performance, lung capacity, arterial stuff. That's visceral body fat. You're also going to grow your visceral body or your, your subcutaneous body fat. Okay. Again, if you're putting in more calories than your body can use, you're going to grow subcutaneous body fat. So that, that, and that's a really confusing term for a lot of people. Look, what that means is like, that's the jiggly stuff on the outside that no one wants to see, All right? When you look in the mirror and you see, uh, like, uh, love handles and you see uh, the stuff on the outside, right? And whatever, like maybe, you know, maybe you can't see any muscle definition in your, in your shoulders and your abs and your arms and your legs. That's because you have subcutaneous body fat that's high. So that happens because you're eating too many calories. Okay. So all of that to say is like, you can only burn a certain amount of calories per day. So if you're having too many, then that is going to happen. All right now, obviously the devil's in the details here. So how do we get rid of it? Well, we get rid of it by being in a moderate, healthy, organic, um, I use that word loosely, but uh, caloric deficit. Okay, which means you're you're using just a little bit less. You're, you're you're putting in a little bit less calories, a little bit fewer calories every single day, or is or frequently. You're putting in less than you're burning. Okay, you're putting in less than your body actually needs. So your body's going to need more than you're actually giving it. And what's going to happen is your body is going to take the calories that you're giving it. It's going to use them all. It's also going to go look. It's going to search the rest of your body for some other resource so that it can continue operating. And one of those resources that it's going to use is body fat. It's going to eat away at your body fat and use it as energy. Okay. Because it doesn't have enough calories. Does that make sense? 
so there's obviously more to this. We get very deep into this in our our courses and in our our high level training with our private clients. We just we really make sure that people understand this stuff because once you understand this and you know it, you don't unlearn it. And that's really the key, one of the keys, right? There's a whole key ring of keys, right? But that's one of the keys to permanent transformation is understanding this concept and how it works at a deeper level. So again, calories in, calories out. And there is something called total daily energy expenditure. I'm not going to get into that here because it's a long talk, but that is something that you also need to understand if you really want to make this happen. Okay. If you really want to make permanent transformation happen. So let's keep going here. So why intermittent fasting? What, what the hell is going on here? Why is that even important? Why does it work? So intermittent fasting is very simple, right? When you are skipping eating for eight hours a day while you're awake, okay? I'm talking waking hours here. If you're skipping eating for eight hours a day, you wake up at 7 a.m., you don't eat till 3 p.m., okay? But you plan on going to bed at 10. Well, now you're only eating between 3 p.m. and 10 p.m., okay? You have a seven-hour eating window. So if that's the case, cool. You might eat at 3 o'clock. You might eat again at 6. You might eat again at 9. So now you're having three meals in seven hours. Now think about this for a second. If you are eating things that at those times that are filling, okay, you're going to have a really hard time overeating on your caloric targets, your calorie targets on a daily basis if you're only allowed to eat in certain amounts at certain windows of time. Okay, this is going to be especially true if your food choices are good. If you have good healthy food choices, things that are like whole foods, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, a lot of lean meats or lean protein sources, dairy, right? Yogurt, um, eggs, egg whites, stuff like that, protein powders. So if you're doing all those things, you're having satiating and, and, and satisfying foods, but you're only eating for six, seven, eight hours and you have an absolute hard cutoff at a certain time, like you only have that window open for a certain period of time and you actually stick to it, then you're gonna have a very difficult time overeating, okay? So some really popular intermittent fasting windows, I'm gonna come back to this by the way, some really popular intermittent fasting eating windows are um, like noon to, I'll just give times of the day, noon to, because most people typically operate with a the same waking and, and sleeping schedule roughly, okay, roughly. All right, obviously everyone's different. I'm probably gonna get probably gonna get some comments on that. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying though, okay? So some really popular ones are this noon to eight, right? One to it's basically an eight hour eating window. Noon to eight, one to nine, okay, or for those who are a little bit more hardcore, a little bit more savage, you might shorten it a little bit, noon to seven, okay, or one to 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 eight, right? This is a seven hour eating window, right? Two to nine maybe. Okay, and then I've also seen people go as far as six, five, and even four hour eating windows. That's right. Imagine this for a moment. Maybe you've tried this. A four hour eating window. You get up at 7 a.m., you go to work, maybe you take the kids to school, whatever. You go to work, you're doing your thing. You don't even eat till four (laughs) o'clock. You eat nothing till four o'clock. You have water, you have black coffee, you don't put any, ca- the whole point is to not put any calories in your body, zero. 
So you have black coffee, which is like the only borderline acceptable one, except maybe certain types of tea, like green tea, right? Or black tea, nothing added. Okay, and you drink that or whatever all the way through until four o'clock. And then you have food from four to eight. So for four hours, you're allowed to eat. But you still can't go over your caloric target for the day because then you're not doing your set, then there's no point to intermittent fasting. So some people do that, right? That's what that would look like. Uh, that's a four-hour eating window. A five-hour eating window would be maybe three to eight, okay? Or four to nine p.m. Um, a six-hour eating window, again, would be two to eight or three to, to nine p.m., okay? Very rarely do I find someone who enjoys eating in the morning more so than in the afternoon and evening. Most people I work with have and talk to, quite frankly, don't really care so much about breakfast and early eating. They care more about later at night and afternoon stuff. And I'm the same way. Okay, I'm the same way. So when I say I like um, intermittent fasting and I use it sometimes, that's how I use it. Just so you guys know, I use it, uh, but I use it a little bit differently than most people. I don't, I don't have such strict boundaries. I just, I typically don't like to eat in the morning. And so that's kind of just, it just happens that way, right? It just happens that way. I don't make a big deal out of it. It just happens that way. And so that would look like this. I'll kind of walk you through what I do and why it works and why I actually do recommend it if your lifestyle caters to it. Okay. And that looks like this. Basically, I don't eat until midday. I don't have a specific time. I don't have a noon or one o'clock. I'm going to kick things off, anything like that. It's just, I'm not going to eat until a certain, till midday. Uh, because for a couple of different reasons, really two. Okay. One of those reasons is because I typically feel better that way. Like physically, again, it has nothing to do with fat loss, weight loss, anything like that. It's because I typically, I just feel better. I like waking up. I like having a huge glass of water. Right. And then I, I don't really drink anything or eat anything other than water for a few hours. That's just typically how I operate. Right. That's what makes my body feel good. doesn't matter what I'm doing. doesn't matter if I'm traveling. doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm at home, if I'm working from home, if I'm training a client, whatever, it doesn't matter. That is what works best for me. Now, not everything, not every day is going to be exactly the same. So some days I may get up and I may have something I may have like something very, very, very small. Okay. So there's nuance here and there needs to be nuance. Okay. There, nothing here is like, you, you don't need to be super strict down to the, the finest detail with every little thing to make sure you have results. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll circle back around on that. Cause that's important is to understand this is what we call a plus B mentality. And we'll get to that and why it's important here. So back to intermittent fasting. That's, that's what I do. I, I typically just don't eat mid till midday. And then from then on I eat and that's it. And all I pay attention to, I don't pay attention to the hours of the day. I don't pay attention to the window. I don't have a fasting window. I pay attention to my caloric needs and my macronutritional needs. And I just make sure I hit those and hitting those from noon or one or even 2 PM sometimes, um, as my first meal on, from that point, two to eight, two to nine, two to 10, doesn't matter. 
um, hitting those numbers is, is very simple, very easy for me. Okay. And I've had a lot of clients who've done the same thing. Once I kind of coach them through this and we, you know, we, we work through some of the fine details of their lifestyle, you know, maybe they work, maybe they're a teacher, maybe they work in an office, maybe they're a mechanic, maybe they work in a warehouse, maybe they're a nurse, whatever. We kind of work through it and then they find that it actually works for them too, which is great. When that happens, the best approach that's always the most successful is what I just described, which is, you know, the only real point in time of the day to think about and worry about is that the point when, in which you eat your first meal not the point in which you close the window. It's when do you open the window? Um, for me, it's midday. Okay. But once you get a little bit more further along, a little bit more advanced, you'll be able to do that sort of intuitively and that window can move. So it doesn't have to be 1 PM. It doesn't have to be exactly 1230 PM. It doesn't exactly have to be 2 PM. It can be what your body wants it to be that day. Right. But that's something that you need to like graduate into. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. So look, the big thing here is intermittent fasting means you have a eating window of some, some kind. Okay. And that's it. And you don't eat outside that. And because you're not eating outside that, that window, then you're going to have a very difficult time overeating consistently day after day. Okay. Can you still do it? Yes. If you go eat a pint of Ben and, of ben and Jerry's, that's only going to take you 15 minutes. That's going to be like 1200 calories or something, something crazy, right? It's going to add up super fast. Okay. So you can definitely go eat a pizza and a pint of Ben and Jerry's and give yourself 4,000 calories in probably less than one hour. Okay. And if you have a six hour eating window, you can absolutely blow your caloric target way out of the water. You can do it. Okay. But again, back to what I was saying about 10 minutes ago, if you're eating whole foods and you're eating filling natural things, and when I say natural things, I mean just a lot of whole foods, lean meats, dairy, right? A lot of things that are that are filling, that are relatively you know natural. <laughs> they can be processed, but they're relatively natural. Uh, those things are typically going to provide the most satiety. They're also going to provide you with nutrients. They're also going to suppress your appetite. Okay, so if you have a potato or something, it's going to suppress your appetite. You're not going to want another one in 30 minutes. And so, I mean, that, that's, that's a whole separate conversation too, but this is the most important thing, right? Is, is, is the, the eating window and then paying attention to the caloric numbers, right? And how you, how you hit those caloric numbers and you do it consistently is by eating a lot of foods that are going to be in alignment with your goals and are going to provide that satiation, that satiety and that satisfying feeling of, of eating the right things and doing that as consistently as you can. All right. So as long as you're in a healthy caloric deficit, it really doesn't matter when you eat. But if you are the type of person that, you know, like a certain time of the day is just chaotic for you and you don't ever really feel hungry that time of day, then that might be a sign that intermittent fasting is a good idea for you. Okay. So for a lot of our clients, it is the morning, right? Getting up, getting the kids ready, doing the stuff, driving to work, like getting in the zone, whatever. All that might take three, four, five hours of your day. And thinking about food is actually just another stressor. It's just another anxiety contributor. It's just another thing that you don't really need at the moment. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't actually feel hungry. You don't really need food in the morning. And your day will actually go very smoothly without paying attention to food um, in the beginning of the day. Then that's great. Then what I recommend is trying it. 
try intermittent fasting. Don't eat in the morning. There's nothing that says you have to. Okay, there's nothing that says you have to. Caloric deficit is everything. Uh, what this does do, guys, this is a huge benefit to intermittent fasting, is if you skip your breakfast in the morning and you save your calories for midday and late of the later in the day, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to eat bigger meals. All right, so let's use some very general numbers here. Let's say you're trying to lose weight. Your caloric target is, um, we'll say 1,600 calories, okay? 1,600 calories. That's like, what, 533 calories a meal, if you want to break it down into thirds, All right? Let's just say it is. That means you could theoretically have 533 calories at 8 a.m., at noon, and then at 6 p.m. if you wanted to. Okay, that's like the traditional model. Three meals a day, relatively the same in terms of caloric impact. Cool. Um, I didn't make that up. That goes back like 30 years, <laughs> 30, 40 years. So that's all great. What would happen if you take that first 533-calorie breakfast and you get rid of it? Well, you still need 1,600 calories, but now you are only eating those two meals, right? The second meal and the third meal. Well, instead of being 533 calories a piece, they're now 800 a piece. You still got to get in those 1600 calories if that's your target. So now you can have two 800 calorie meals. That's a lot. Okay. And then what a lot of people do is because that first meal is typically midday at lunchtime, then they don't want to eat something that's really, really heavy at lunchtime, especially if you're at work, you're running around, you got the hustle and bustle going on. You don't want to slam down something that's just going to be packed with calories because you're just going to be lethargic and lazy and tired the rest of the day. So you may actually elect to have a 400 or 500 calorie meal at lunchtime, right? But now you've still got a thousand or 1100 or maybe even 1200 calories left for the end of the day. And that's where you can have a eight or 900 calorie dinner, a thousand calorie dinner maybe, and then a two or three or 400 calorie dessert, right? You can do that. A couple of peanut butter cups or you know whatever, whatever, whatever does it for you. And that's the caloric expenditure, caloric deficit, caloric intake balance that you gotta have, right? And I mean, look, intermittent fasting works but it only works because of that. It only works because it allows you and enables you to hit those numbers. Um, I don't recommend it for most beginners. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you're just starting off on your journey, don't overcomplicate things. Don't start to do intermittent fasting. Don't try to take on something that's that's like kind of complex like this because it, it is just gonna create another thing for you to think about. And it, it, it really, honestly just like hinders progress because it, it it's mostly mental uh, but you start overthinking things so definitely don't i just don't i just don't recommend it period until you get going here um and the last thing i want to mention here is something called omad right or one meal a day and this is a form of intermittent fasting too and i've actually got a, an ex-client who reached out to me and said that he was doing this and i thought that was interesting so one meal a day is what it sounds like it's one meal a day Okay, one meal a day, and it can be, I guess, whatever time you want it to be. I think when most people follow this, they typically do it at the end of the day. And for some people, that may work very well for their lifestyle. Maybe they're just like literally slammed all day long. 
I can't think of a situation where that would be the case, but maybe it is. And just one meal a day works for them. And so they literally will wait until 7 p.m., 6 p.m., 8 p.m., whatever, and have, you know, we'll go back to that example, the 1,600 calories. They'll have all 1,600 calories at once in one meal, one sitting. And yeah, like I mentioned earlier, if you're having Ben and Jerry's and pizza, you can fill up that 1,600 calories pretty easily and pretty quickly. And, you know, it's not going to be difficult, I guess. <laughs> but if you're, ha- you're not going to really see the results that you want necessarily by doing that, right? It's a lot of added sugar. That's a lot of stuff you don't really want in your body on a routine basis. But if you're f- trying to fill up 1,600 calories of good, nu- like actual nutrient-dense food, like plants and lean meats and potatoes and rice and things like that, you're going to have a really hard time hitting 1600 calories of that kind of stuff. You just are, you are, <laughs> it's very hard. Uh, that stuff is incredibly filling and the, the body has, you know, humans have survived on that stuff for so many years. Our bodies know what to do with those things. They're nutrient dense foods, the nutrient dense things that come from the earth. And those things are always going to be like the best choice. Okay. And when I say from the earth, I don't mean like just plant-based vegan. That's not what I'm saying. I mean like animals, animal, animal, uh, foods from animals, animal products, All right, Those things are going to typically provide the most nutrients and be the most filling. So, um, the combination of that is going to be the best, but anyways, it's going to be difficult for you to, to exceed that caloric target in just one meal. I don't really recommend one meal a day, the OMAD approach, because it's, it's a little bit too extreme. It's basically intermittent fasting with like a one hour eating window. That's it. That's, that's exactly what it is, right? So one meal a day, what is a meal? A meal is you start eating and then you stop eating. And that period of time is just incredibly short, right? So I don't recommend it. That is one approach. But for those of you who are like just getting started and you're hearing this and you're like, all right, well, I think this makes sense maybe not a hundred percent, but I'm starting to get it. What should I do? I don't recommend intermittent fasting for most beginners. I don't, um, I know it wouldn't have worked for me when I first started back in 2008 because it would have just created another variable that would have been, it would have created some chaos in my head trying to manage all that, even though it's relatively simple. When I talk about it, when you're going through it, it can be quite confusing and you know, you got the emotional element playing into it. You've got appetite, you've got, uh, satiation kind of coming and going, you're starting to learn your body. And then as you're losing weight, all those things change because you're going through this transformation through this process. So (laughs) your appetite changes, your, your cravings change, all that stuff changes. So I don't, I don't recommend it for beginners. Okay. And if you're not sure what to do, then here's where we come in. Okay. Here's where we come in. Here's what I recommend. Right. I recommend you book a game plan call with my team and I, All right? It's super simple, super quick. And you can do this at permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. And here's what this looks like. We'll hop on the phone. It'll probably be me. Honestly, we'll hop on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes. We'll talk about what's going on. I'm going to ask you some questions and really dig deep and try to understand where you're at. Okay. And then if we're vibing and things are going well and I'm understanding you and we're feeling like this is a good fit, great. 
We're going to take this information back to, to the team. We're going to set up a game plan for you, something that's detailed. And we're going to hop back on the phone and have another conversation at a later date and kind of walk through specifically what that would look like. All right. And then if it's a great fit and you're excited and you want to jump in, cool. I'd love to work with you. That's awesome. And if not, that's cool too. Okay. Um, so how you can do that again is go to permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. Would love to talk with you. Would love to connect with you. Would love to be able to support you and help you just like we have with so many other women to get to their goals, to lose the weight and do so in a way that actually creates some permanence. So anyways, guys, again, go do that permafitforlife.com forward slash game plan. If you're at that stage where you want to take that leap forward. Okay. So that's going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, if you have any questions on any of this stuff, obviously shoot them over to us. Okay. The best place to do that is our free Facebook group. Okay. It's called permafit. Just go search for it. Okay. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash permafit group. All of this stuff will be in the show notes guys. And we'd love to see you in that free group. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to give you support. We've got tons of live streams in there, tons of trainings, all kinds of stuff to help build this knowledge transfer. I've been talking about knowledge transfer throughout this episode because that's the key is transferring what we know about caloric expenditure and body composition, all this fun stuff, transferring that over to you. Because once you learn this, you don't unlearn it. It's like the alphabet. You're never going to unlearn it, right? So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here. Would love to talk with you and connect with you. So make sure you do that. Otherwise, have a blessed rest of your day. And we will see you guys in the next one. See you.